Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Mario Matter, your favorite Nintendo podcast of all time, where we dive into everything Nintendo from news to topics to everything Nintendo. If you're a Nintendo fan, you have found your brand new home and your favorite podcast. We are on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere that you need to listen to podcasts. Anyways, guys, today we have a packed show as always. Not only do we have big Nintendo topics, my windows behind me are not covered. I won't talk about this for, for too long because the audio listeners can't tell, but my windows behind me are not covered off. That's because it is raining today. It is 3 p.m. and it's raining outside, and I thought it looked quite cinematic, so those are open. Other than that, we have a full-on December-themed episode. As of recording, it, it, it's the 1st of December. Let me actually change my calendar so then it says the 2nd of December because that's when I'm posting this podcast. December 2nd on my calendar, but I'm recording on the 1st. We have Nintendo news to, to, to discuss, guys. We have ranking all of Nintendo's games from 2023. We have the five best games to play in December leading up to the holidays. We have every inch of Nintendo news. We have so much to discuss on today's show. And you know me, guys. I'm not a big fan of wasting people's time. So not only will this podcast be great, snappy, and all goodness, we're going to get to it right now. Let's begin with Nintendo news. And I actually have a surprise for you at the beginning of this next segment. Let's go ahead. Let's get there. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, if you are an audio listener, you would have noticed more than the video listeners, this podcast has a brand new logo, cover art, these kinds of things. I got a brand new logo and cover art done. The audio listeners will notice I'll have a brand new intro for the video listeners uh, in the next few weeks, and then you'll actually notice. But if you would look, I'm not sure where you'd even see on YouTube. I have a podcast section on my YouTube homepage. You can go there and then and then you'd probably see it, but the audio listeners probably saw it right when they clicked on the podcast. Very cool, and I hope that you like it. I love it a lot. So guys, what is the surprise at the beginning of this segment that I was talking about? So I foreshadowed it in a previous podcast and talked about it on my members-only podcast. Become a member, link down below. <laughs> Little little plug there. Uh, I talked about it on the on the member podcast. I have because it's December a Super Mario Advent calendar. So every time that we podcast in December, I will be opening one more day of my Advent calendar. Now, if you for somehow some way don't know how Advent calendars work, basically you have. 24 boxes to open, 1 to 24, that, that's 1 until Christmas Eve, and you pop out one box every single day. Now, depending on the advent calendar that you get, what you get in the box could be chocolate, it could be a figure, and in this case, we're opening 24 boxes, and, and sorry, in, in each box is a brand new Mario figure. They're tiny figures, they're like 2 inches tall, I believe, does, does it say? They're about two inches tall, and there's 24 figures to open up throughout the month of December. So today, as of, as of recording, for you, it's the 2nd of December, but today for me, it is the 1st. So I'm going to open up the first box here. So here's number one. I'm going to open. How do you even do you pop? Oh, here. here oh, here. Okay. Uh, uh, video listeners, you can see it. Audio listeners, I, I will describe this for you. Okay, and we open it. Oh, it's a, it's a snowman. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Number one. Is a snowman. How, how do I how, how do I get him out? Here, come on, snowman, come out. Hey, look at this. It's a Mario snowman. That is so sick. Look at this, guys. A Mario 
snowman in the advent calendar. For our audio listeners, it is as it sounds. A snowman with a Mario hat, a red scarf. Super, super cool. That is what I've gotten in my Mario advent calendar. Very cool. So come back to the podcast next week, the one after that, the one after that. We will keep on opening Mario Advent Calendar boxes. I'm going to do the rest, you know, obviously off podcast. But if I happen to to stream in December or do something like that, then we'll open up the rest of the boxes whenever I do some kind of content in December. It won't be in my shorts because that's kind of a lot of work. But bam, let's put Mario Snowman right behind me in the background. Anyways, guys, this segment, as I said, is the Nintendo News headlines segment now what this is is we go through every single little bit of nintendo news so as of posting this podcast as i keep saying it is december the 2nd which is a saturday i post this podcast every single saturday so in order to get all the news we have to go back to last saturday which is when i posted the last podcast all right that was episode 65 this is episode 66 so we go from last Saturday to this Saturday, gather all the news in that time frame, and talk about it right now. So we actually don't have a lot of news from last Saturday, or do we? Wait a minute. Last Saturday was the 25th. Yes, we have news beginning from the 26th because Saturday was a tad bit quiet. So we have a little bit of news on the 26th, and then we get more news as we keep going. However way you put it, we have a lot of big news to discuss during this segment, and then we have our tier list later, we have our other segments later, and we answer your questions at the end of all of that. Let's go ahead and let's go through our Nintendo news. Catch the breath. And let's go. All right, guys. Beginning Sunday, November 26th, we have a piece of news that comes from Canada. I'll run through this quick because I have some, you know, Canadians watching, but not... They aren't the primary... Uh, country that watches my channel so or listens to these podcasts. So I'm going to run through it relatively quickly. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, great game, had a float that made an appearance in a parade in Canada called the Toronto Santa Claus Parade. So we recently had the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade happen last week for Thanksgiving. That was in New York. And we saw Pikachu and Eevee take part in that parade. But now we have a different parade in Canada. And there was a Super Mario Bros. Wonder float that was in the parade. I'll put the picture on screen for our video listeners. And then for our audio listeners, you might have to do a you know, little bit of Googling to see that one. But I'll put a link in the description. If you go, if, if you go to the uh, description... You'll see one link that's called Sources and Links. Go there, and then you'll find all the links for this entire podcast. So that's where it'll it'll be. I'll link down the source in that little pastebin. Sources and links in the description. Go there and see all the links from this podcast. But that's cool. It's a cool float. It, it looks like the cover art of the box almost. Like Mario's holding his Wonder Flower. Peach is sitting on a block. It's cool. There's a Walmart logo, Nintendo logo, Mario Wonder logo. I wish I was there. But very, very cool. And it's cool to see 
it making more appearances worldwide, you know. Gotta spread that Mario Wonder cheer and give the kids an idea of what to put on their Christmas list. Awesome sauce. But now, we guys, we, we move to November 27th, the day after the 26th. This was a Monday, and guess what, guys? This day was very special to me. It was my birthday. But you probably didn't know that because I have nowhere to even talk about that. So, that was my birthday. I, I feel good. It was a good day. I had some fire hibachi, and I can say one more year, like one year later, I can still confirm that Costco cake is the greatest cake on earth, and you cannot sway me otherwise. The only competitor is cookie cake, but it's just a freaking cookie with icing on it. So does that really count? Not really. Costco cake, whether you're, whether it's chocolate or vanilla, whichever one you get, Costco makes the greatest cakes of all time serious. All right, so what happened on this day? Well, Nintendo gave me quite the birthday present because if you know me a little bit, guys, you know that I'm obsessed with the holidays. Look at look at behind me. We got freaking polar bears. We got reindeer. We have a, snow, a snowman squishmallow. We have a snowman Mario. I'm a, I'm a little holiday guy. I'm just a little festive cheer boy, okay? So they gave me quite the present on this day. It does have to do with festive cheer. Nintendo has released Holiday Nintendo Switch Online icons. So if you have Nintendo Switch Online and of course a Switch to go with that, you can actually sorry, can actually redeem icons to use for your Switch Online or just for your Switch user profile. So I'm gonna do this with you. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, oh geez, my Steam Deck fell. It didn't fall like you know down like off my desk, but it was standing up and it tipped over. Anyways, it's all in good shape. And he scratches, and he scratches, no scratches for the Steam Deck. And also Baymax fell. Baymax was on my Disney Infinity Portal. Anyways, guys, if you want to redeem some Switch Online holiday icons, do this. So go on your Switch. If you have online, you'll see this online button in the bottom left of your home menu. Go there. Go to the Missions and Rewards tab on the Switch Online app. Go there, and then you'll see... Four different tabs, four or five tabs pop up at the top here. Click the one that says Happy Holidays, and then you'll see all of the holiday icons. Now, to my knowledge, these will not change. So every icon that you see here will be here until Christmas Day. Like, they aren't, they aren't going to change every single week like some other icons do, you know? These are the ones that will be here. For the entire month, and I don't expect to see any new ones, but that's okay, you know why? There are so many to, to, to choose from. So, normally when they release icons, they do them in like four waves, as I was saying. This one, all the boys are out. There's a Mario Festive icon, there's a Luigi, a Peach, a Toad, a Yoshi, a Zelda, an Animal Crossing. Not a Zelda, but a, you know, a Link from Zelda. Animal Crossing, Splatoon, Pikmin, Mario Snowman, Luigi Snowman, um... Pikmin holding a candle, Pikmin carrying presents, Pikmin carrying a tree, a Goomba in a stocking, a Yoshi egg wrapped up. Like, there's so many Christmas icons to choose from. And I shouldn't say just Christmas, holiday icons to choose from. All for 10 platinum points per icon and 5 platinum points for the backgrounds and the frames. So, go on Switch Online, redeem your holiday icons there. I have bought most of them, and I'm actively using... What, what am I using? I'm using the Animal Crossing festive icons. Bam, look at this. I'm... For the, for, the, for the video listeners, look at that. I'm using my Isabel and Tom Nook festive icons. Go and get your icons now. 
before they are gone forever. I shouldn't say forever. You know, what if they bring them back next year? I don't know. But super cool. I don't believe they have ever done that before. So thank you to Nintendo. Very, very appreciated. Now we move to November 28th news, all the news that happened on that day, and guess what guys, for the first time in this podcast, more than one thing happened on the 28th, like for the last two days that we, that, you know, we were talking about, only one thing happened on the 26th and the, and the 27th. Now on the 28th, multiple things happened, so we have a lot more to discuss for one singular day. Let's dive into all the news that occurred on the 28th of November. First things first, a free game, a free game that you might have on your Switch right now, a free game that maybe you are playing right now if you are playing your Switch and listening to the podcast, I would actually, I would, I would recommend that, always play something and listen to the podcast, or always be doing something, like go to the gym, work out with the podcast, play a game, listen to the podcast, uh, go shopping, listen to, you know, Listen listen to the podcast while doing things. It's a great productivity booster. But anyways, what game might you be, might you be playing that is in the news? F099 has been updated to version 1.1.0. Oh man, big things. No, they've actually added a lot of cool stuff to F0 that we're going to dive into right now. Three brand new things to discuss with you all. One being they have added a brand new classic mode. These are 20 player races with the same rules as the Super NES version of F-Zero. Classic races are one variety of special event and will be held periodically. So, cool beans, they've added classic mode. What else have they added? Added Lucky Ranks gameplay. Every time you enter a race, your rank in the machine you used will be recorded. After entering five races, you can reveal the Lucky Ranks. If your ranks match any of the ranks on the cards or your machine matches the machine shown, you can receive in-game rewards. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't play F-099 a lot. I hope somebody understands that. There's a machine? Okay, I don't know. I just play the game and race a little bit. And then they, they, they've also added backdrops, badges, and borders that can be used to customize pilot cards. After meeting the specific conditions, you will be able to use them for customization. So, you can customize your pilot card, which I assume is the name tag that you have. Jeez, I've not, I've not played F-099 in a while, but pretty much they've only added cool new things. They've added new modes, ranks, and cool things to customize your profile. So, there you go. Go and get all of it. Play some F-099. It is totally 100% free on the on the Nintendo eShop. No financial purchase required. You do have to purchase it, but it's at no cost. It's free. No money required. Go buy F099, okay? I shouldn't say go and buy it. Go download it. That's that's the proper term right there. All right. Now, we have cool things. You do have to these well, I mean, these are also free items, but you do have to dish out a little bit of virtual currency because my Nintendo has added brand new wallpapers and calendars to their website. So, as we were saying earlier, with all of the, I guess, holiday icons, you have to use some platinum points to buy the icons. Well, if you're skipping the icons, or if you have platinum points left over, you can actually use them to redeem wallpapers and calendars for your phone, for your computer, for whatever it is. 
The calendars, well, I'll say this. There's one thing in here that can't be used on your phone. You kind of you, you kind of have to print it out, but some things can be. So they have released three brand new items to, to redeem on the My Nintendo website. If you are looking on how to redeem these things, go to the link down below called Sources and Links. Go to that pastebin and then scroll down until you see, you know, the section where I've linked all of the My Nintendo listings. I will link every single listing for you so it's easy for you to, to find down in the description in the Sources and Links link. Anyways, what did they add? What did Nintendo add to My Nintendo? Well, they've added a few things. One being WarioWare Move It. They've added two Brand new wallpapers to use with Wario, or not to use, to download that associate with WarioWare Move It, I should say. That's a better term. So one of them is a blue wallpaper with Wario with his hands up, and there's another one, which is more of an orange-yellow-pinkish wallpaper with Wario holding two Joy-Cons, having a jolly time, whichever one appeals to you more, blue or yellow. Blue or yellow, if you're asking me... It's close. It's a close one. I'd say yellow because it doesn't clash as much with Wario's blue jacket or blue, uh, what do you call it? Aloha shirt. There we go. It doesn't clash as much. But then if you're like, screw WarioWare, I don't want to use WarioWare wallpapers. I'm more of a Pokemon fan. Well, they've also released Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, the hidden treasure of Area Zero, the Indigo Disc, December calendars. So what it is, is you download the wallpaper, and this wallpaper has a calendar on it, which is very cool because if, you know, if it's, you know, if it's December for you right now, if it's December Say it's December 2nd as you're watching. You're like, man, I wish I had a calendar. You know, what day is Christmas? What day is all these holidays? You can see on this calendar, it's a wallpaper with a freaking calendar on it. So it is a very cool piece of art that is the wallpaper. It's a cool piece of art with Pokemon in it, with some of the characters in it from the DLC. And then off to the side is the actual calendar for December 2023 make sure to use it now because you cannot use it later you cannot use a december calendar in january at least i wouldn't recommend it anyways and then the final thing that has been added to my nintendo is a 2024 birthday calendar for animal crossing new horizons so you can print out what i believe is 13 different sheets one for the cover and then the other 12 for every month of 2024 you print out all of these sheets staple them and you can use them as a calendar so each page is a brand new page for a brand new month so if, if i have 12 pages well you know one is january one is february and you flip through as the months go by and what's cool about this is it not only works as a as an almost free calendar because you have you have to you know you you have to print them but it has every villager's birthday on the calendar if your favorite or not even not even villagers characters if your favorite character is tom nook it has tom nook's birthday on there if your favorite villager is i don't know what who's a, who's a good animal crossing villager sherb sherb is cool if your favorite villager is sherb his birthday is listed on there that's what makes this calendar so cool it is printable and that will only cost you 80 platinum points and I probably sh I probably should have specified the other wallpapers platinum points. The uh, Pokemon 
uh, calendar wallpaper is free, and the WarioWare wallpapers cost 50 platinum points. So, you know, there's some that are better priced than others. If you can only buy one, I'd probably buy the Animal Crossing calendar. Very cool. I might even do that, to be honest. Then, moving on from my Nintendo stuff, we actually have more Super Mario Bros. Wonder and WarioWare Move It news. These two games are coming to Tetris 99. If you're not familiar <laughs> familiar with Tetris 99, it's the same idea as uh, F-Zero 99, 99, Pac-Man 99, 9999 you get how the games work big old big old battle royale and here's the cool thing i'm not familiar with how these events run i guess we can google it but here's the deal okay there are in-game events happening in tetris 99 with warrior move it and super mario bros wonder so there is a maximus maximus cup is that what it is? A Maximus Cup for WarioWare Move It that runs from the 30th of November to the 4th of December. Really the 5th of, de of December because it ends at like 2 a.m. Eastern Time on the 5th. So, you know, until December 5th, you can play a Maximus Cup in Tetris 99 based on WarioWare Move, <laughs> WarioWare Move It and get cool rewards that have to do with WarioWare Move It. So if you're a Tetris fan and a WarioWare fan, there you go. Little in-game event, in -game event for you. And then we also have what's, what appears to be a Super Mario Bros. Wonder Max. This one says Maximum's Cup. Maximum's Maximus. Are these two different things? Or do I have typos on my notes? Maximum's Cup. This Super Mario Bros. Wonder in-game event runs from the 14th of December to the 18th of December. So, mark these days on your calendar. Tetris 99 is going kabam. Am I going to play these? Probably not. Uh, honestly, probably not. Yeah, doubtful to be honest. But that is all the news for November 28th here, all right? The good old November 28th. Now we move to the 29th of November. This was a, can I, can I do math? That was a Wednesday, right? Yeah, that was a Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Do you know what happened on Wednesday, guys? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe got an update. That doesn't really happen too often, apart from DLC shenanigans. But the game is updated. You know, Nintendo just put out all of their DLC for that game and now they're like you know what now that we just did all that let's before we ditch this game let's just make sure nothing is broken and everything all works fine and there's no bugs with all of the tracks that we've added so there is a brand new update more so a patch for mario kart 8 deluxe where they're not really adding stuff but they're fixing things <coughs> sorry <coughs> coffee uh so they're not adding things but they're fixing things and i won't read every single thing that that they fixed simply because it's a lot of things and a lot of words and a lot of yapping like you don't need to know everything that was fixed because i i nearly guarantee you didn't even know that half these things were problems because i didn't you probably didn't barely anybody even knew 
these were actual issues. So it's not like you're, you're going to get much value from me reading every single tiny problem that was fixed. You know, like one of them is fix an issue where the player might fall into a crevice in the cliff and not be able to move and tore Rome Avanti. Did your life change hearing that? Because mine didn't. I don't. It just—it's just fixing nothing. But you know, it's bug fixes. Sorry, it's bug fixes. It has to be done. It's just like you won't get much out of it. So I won't read it. But if you do have an itch to read them, I will be linking all of the patch notes in the description. Once again, in the sources and links link, you can find it in there. Now, guys, a bit of interesting news, and I just keep—I feel like this piece of news keeps popping up in different variations. So we've talked about Microsoft on the podcast. We've talked about, obviously, Nintendo. It is a Nintendo podcast. And we've heard several things about how Microsoft wants to, I guess, join forces with Nintendo, if not buy them out. They want something to do with Nintendo. They want to buy them. They want to be on their platforms. They want to be very, very buddy-buddy. And Nintendo is like, you know, we don't really want to, but thanks. You know, like, Nintendo doesn't want to do much with Microsoft, it seems. They seem like cool partners. You know, they're bringing Call of Duty. But apart from that, you aren't buying Nintendo. So what's the piece of news here? We, I just explained the entire history. Microsoft, you know, Nintendo, they, they, they don't want to collab. Microsoft, Tim Stewart, the Xbox CFO, has put out... a put out a quote from what I understand to be an interview talking about how he wants to bring Xbox Game Pass to Nintendo systems. Now, if you don't know what Xbox Game Pass is, it's essentially you pay Xbox, you get tons of games. They want to have that exact same service on the Switch. I'm going to read the quote, and then we'll discuss if it's ever even possible. Quote from Tim Stewart. Xbox CFO. It's a bit of a change of strategy. Not announcing anything broadly here, but our mission is to bring our first-party experiences and our subscription services to every screen that can play games. That means smart TVs. That means mobile devices. That means what we sorry. That means what what we would have thought of as competitors in the past, like PlayStation and Nintendo. Okay, listen, I, I, I'm all for being ambitious. I'm all for. I'm all for setting big goals. Why? It's it's just the fact. Why do I see Microsoft yapping about Nintendo every four days? Like, why is that? It's like two weeks ago they were talking about buying them. Uh, and now it's like, yeah, well, if we can't buy them, let's bring Xbox Game Pass. Once again... I love setting goals. I love Microsoft. I have an Xbox. It's 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 great. It's white and it's great. I don't know why I need to say the white part, but it's a white Xbox Series S and it's phenomenal. I like Microsoft. Okay? But just get Nintendo out of your mouth, okay? Like we get it. The Switch sold better than any Xbox ever. But get them out of your mouth, please. I, I can't keep talking about Xbox wants to join Nintendo. I don't know. And obviously, Microsoft is the bigger company, but they want Xbox and Nintendo to be very buddy-buddy. Is it going to happen? I don't know. Should it happen? I thought it was interesting. 
Would I mind it? Of course not. I'm just playing devil's advocate, or not even devil's advocate, like, I'm just playing, like, the negative. I'm just saying, Microsoft, stop talking about Nintendo. I'm tired of hearing about this. Would I seriously mind this happening, though? No, I wouldn't. Uh, I would probably like it a lot. If they put Xbox Game Pass on Switch 2, that'd be great. Here's why it would never happen. <laughs> you put Xbox... Well, it might work out. I was going to say that it wouldn't happen because if you put Xbox Game Pass on the Switch, there would be less Switches sold. But then I thought that might be the opposite. What if there's a gamer out there that wants the games of Xbox on the Switch? Like, if they want the Xbox games, but they also want a Switch. Like, if you're torn between buying an Xbox or a Switch, that might make you buy a Switch. But in turn, that would also give Microsoft money. I think it'd be mutually, you know, b uh, beneficial, to be honest. I think it'd be helpful to both. It'd be helpful to both companies. You know what? Bring Xbox Game Pass to Nintendo. Do it right now. And then we also have a piece of news that hails from Australia. We won't dive too far into this, but there is a brand new My Nintendo Super Mario Bros. Wonder keychain available now. It is a Wonder Flower keychain on the My Nintendo Australia site. It is 500 platinum points. And if you want it, my fellow Australians, link is down below. Whenever I say, yo, comment if you're Australian, there's a horde of them that, that comment. So I thank you guys, and I hope that you will look into buying a Wonder Flower keychain for 500 platinum points. Toodle do. Now we move to November 30th. You know what's so weird? I didn't know how fast December was coming. Like, t like today, as of recording, it is the 1st of December. And I said today, it doesn't feel like December. It feels like November 31st. And I was shocked to find out there was no 31st of, of, of November. Like, what? Why not? Why not? Like, why, why do we have December 31st, but no November 31st? Who made that cut? Who even made February 28 days long? Who... Who makes the cuts? Who who was lining up the year and said, you know what? In February, let's just have 28 days. Did you have to make cuts to, 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 to make the year 365 days? Like, did you have to make those cuts? It's stupid. Anyways, 30th of November. What kind of news do we have for you? We have, guys, some Splatoon 3 news it is a lot of splatoon 3 news and some other news at the tail end of this day but guess what yesterday i unboxed the splatoon 3 amiibo the video is on my second channel link down below if you do want to see that and i'm happy to have them now because splatoon has gotten a gigantic update added to the game Splatoon 3 has been updated to version 6.0.0, okay? Very, very phantom tax. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean that. I was just trying to use the gen alpha slang. I don't know what any of that means. Skibbity, phantom tax, gyat. I can understand gyat, but it's just stupid. <laughs> and then Riz, I can also understand, but it's also just like... I don't know. 
I, I, I don't like it. Skibbity and Phantom Tax. I have no clue, no clue what that means. Someone said Skibbity means evil, but then like someone said Skibbity means toilet. I have zero. Like, someone explain Gen, Gen Alpha slang to me because I'll never get it. Okay, so. Anyways, what this means, Splatoon 3 6.0.0 is an update that is now available, and we have a lot of information and a lot of cool things added to the game that, that we'll run through very, very quick. One thing that was added, among many things, is a brand new catalog, uh, including new gear, new titles, new banners, decorations, stickers, and emotes. So there are so many new customizational items that have been added. Cool beans. Then we have one new battle stage, the Robo Rom N. I, I assume that that's like Rom N, Rom N. It's Rom as an R-O-M, like a game Rom, Rom and then E-N, Rom N, Rom N, Robo Rom N. And one returning battle stage, Bluefin Depot. We have two new special weapons added. They are not detailed here. <laughs> Nine new sets of existing main weapons paired with different sub and special weapons. A newly discovered King Salmonid, Megalodontia. What a fascinating name. And a level, not a level, 11 new table turf battle cards. Along with now, players can obtain one Sheldon license at the end of each season. I don't know how much good that'll do for you. Buy more weapons, I guess. If if you need it, Sheldon licenses are available at the end of each season. So I believe that a season just ended. Now we're in chill season, I think. So have fun with your Sheldon license, I guess. Go and buy some weapons. Now, there are many more patch notes than that. However, they are very, very, very minor. Like, it's this weapon does six percent more damage do you want me to read that to you probably not but i'll link it down below if you do want to see it it's very just very minimal very small but however that's not all these splatoon 3 news here we also have a little holiday celebration in splatoon 3 coming up the frosty fest has been revealed for splatoon 3 so this is no splat fest this is no Something like that. Now, I mean, maybe they'll make it make a splat fest and, and call it the Frosty Fest. Maybe it'll be, you know, snowman versus reindeer versus whatever. Maybe they'll make a splat fest and call it the Frosty Fest. But as of right now, the Frosty Fest has been announced. What the heck is the Frosty Fest? You might ask. Well, from my understanding, from three tweets from the Splatoon North American account, we have Frosty Fest, and I'll read it to you. Bundle up because the Frosty Fest is coming. The Splatsville and Inkopolis halls will be decked to, decked to the nines with Deep Cut and the Squid Sisters in their finest gala fits. So essentially, Splatsville and Inkopolis will be fully decorated for the holidays. Snow's coming down, snowman. Uh, we have, what else is here? There's like little Christmas lights all over. We are going to be decorating Splatsville and Inkopolis. There's a ton of snowmen in sight from what I can see on these pictures. Very, very cool. So the we're we're getting decorated. Now, as also the tweet said, Shiver, Fry, Big Man. Uh, what, what are the sisters? Uh, Marina, Callie, and Marie. Is that? No, hold on. Who are the squid sisters? Marina. Oh, gosh. The, the, the squid. 
I'm so stupid. Squid Sisters. I'm stupid. Callie and Marie. That was that was what I said. Okay. Callie and Marie. All five of those characters will be dressed up for the holidays. I will say I like Big Man's outfit. He has sort of a witch hat. And his... I think he's wearing a suit. Yeah, he's, he's wearing a suit. This guy's dripped out. Frosty Fest does not have a date that it'll begin. It says no date to, no date to save yet, but stay tuned. However, sometime this month, Splatoonlandia will be decorated for the holidays. Awesome sauce there. Now we have one more piece of news for the 30th of November. The final wave of Super Mario RPG Switch Online icons are available now. So as I showed you earlier with the holiday icons, it is the exact same process. However, we have a final wave of Super Mario RPG icons and they will be gone on the 8th of December. So get them now while you can. 10 platinum points for every icon and 5 platinum points for every border or, or, or background. Or sorry, backgrounds and frames, they're, they're officially called are five platinum points each. There you go, gotta get the uh, correct terms here, okay? Correct terms are important. Now we have two pieces of news left until we get to the fun old segments. We have one here, the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Hisuian Samurott, as I believe how you pronounce this name. Terror Raid Battle is live once again. So this is the second run of this Terror Raid Battle in-game event for Scarlet and Violet. This is a seven-star terror raid, which means it's it's pretty hard. And if you do not know what a terror raid is in Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, it's essentially you get some friends or some people together and you all fight one gigantically strong Pokemon. Now, this one is seven stars, so bring your A-game. It's going to be tough. There you go. In-game event, this all ends, it is live now, and ends December 4th, so log on to the game before then, and go beat the heck out of this Samurott thing. I kind of want to do it, but I have a pretty bad team of Pokemon, so I won't do it. But ending off on a cool, positive December note, ending off this news segment, we have... Lego Brawls, guys. Lego Brawls is not a game that you probably thought I would bring up on this podcast. However, there's something that they're doing that has struck home with me. Lego Brawls is holding a Jingle Brawls Christmas event that is playable now. Here is what they say about it. Ho, ho, hold your ground and take on the holidays with Jingle Brawls. December 1st to the 31st, unlock limited time holiday content including 22 festive Lego minifigures and a Winter Wonderland level featuring a new toy grab mode, free with with purchase of Lego Brawls. This is sick. A Christmas mode for Lego Brawls. Could it get any better than that? Lego Brawls. Here's my thing, guys. I heard about Lego Brawls, and I was a little bit scared to buy it because it was it was a pricey game. I believe it was forty dollars. It hold on, it was never a full sixty. 
it was at most 40, maybe 30 when it launched, I believe. Maybe it was low. Gosh, I swear I can recall it being $40. It might have been lower, though. So anyways, here's what you actually need to know. If you were ever hesitant to buy LEGO Brawls, if you search up LEGO Brawls, depending on what platform you want to buy it on, it's very cheap. On the Switch, it is a... Loading. It's loading. $5 on the Switch. $5 on Steam. It's super cheap everywhere. So you know what, guys? I kind of feel like buying this game. But where should I buy it on? Steam or Switch? Yes, yeah, Steam will probably run better. But I just feel like I want the physical copy. I don't know. I'll probably buy it on Steam. Just, just so it runs better. But... I do want to buy that, and if you're any at all somewhat into the holidays, then this is the game for you. Now, speaking of games for the holidays, if you're into the whole festive season, or if you just want to tinker around with with some festive games to you know get your excitement up, get in the Christmas spirit, this next segment is for you, where I'll be diving through five games to be playing this December to get in the Christmas festive holiday cheer spirit that's how i'll put it here's the kicker i'm not recommending you five random games to play i own all of them and i have personal attachments to every single one these games are m swizzle recommended okay they are m swizzle recommended and i will have you know i enjoy them dearly with that said Let's go to our segment where we dive into five December games to play. Let's go. Alrighty, my friends, it is December. Happy holidays to you all. Shake my hand. Happy holidays. Do you shake someone's hand when you say happy holidays or, you know, do you give them a hug? What do you do? Give me a hug, guys. It's December. We're spreading Christmas cheer. What is this segment about, you might ask? Well, today... On the podcast, we are recommending you five games to get you in the festive spirit, the holiday cheer, the Christmas spirit. Whatever you celebrate, these five games can help you out in feeling more cheerful this holiday season. These are the games that that you can come home from school, jump on the game system. I say the game system because these games range from three different systems and just start playing for hours. Okay, guys? Five games here that I personally have all played and recommend. I want to go ahead and start because I don't want to waste your time. You understand the concept of this segment. So the first game I will recommend to you to play this December to get in the holiday spirit is Animal Crossing New Horizons or any Animal Crossing game except for Animal Crossing Wild World and any of the spinoffs. Great games in those ones, but you can't really do Christmas in those games. So, what what makes Animal Crossing, any of them, a qualifier for a December game is most Animal Crossings, once again apart from Wild World, have Christmas events inside of them. It's called Toy Day, where you team up with an NPC named Jingle and give out presents to... Well, it, it differs in each game, but in New Horizons here, I'm t- that, that I'm, you know... Talking about, you dress up as Santa, and you have to deliver presents to all of your villagers in the game. And what makes this a great buy for December is you don't only just buy this game for the festive season. 
This game works for every season. You do Halloween in this game. You do Thanksgiving in this game. You do Easter in this game. There's so much more to Animal Crossing than a festive game. Some of these games that I have here are only good for Christmas, but New Horizons is good all year round, no matter how you cut it. And if you don't know what you know, Animal Crossing is, you probably do. It's a life sim game where you can decorate an entire island and make it how you want it. You can alter every little square inch of the island. You have animals that you can talk to. They are your villagers. You can hang out with them. You can customize an entire island. It's your deserted island getaway. It's your brand new life in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I just sold you on this game. $60 on the eShop or in stores, however you want to buy it. $60 for Animal Crossing New Horizons. My favorite Switch game of all time. There you go. Bam! So get that one for the holiday season. I'm personally going to play this on uh, on the... Uh, definitely on Christmas Eve and throughout December. The next game that I would recommend to you is also on the Switch. However, it is also on... I think almost every platform, Steam, Xbox, PS5, there you go. It is The Grinch Christmas Adventures. Now, I just got this game on my birthday five days ago, uh, four days ago, <laughs> four days ago. So I cannot give you a full-on rundown of the game. However, I know what the game is. It is a 2D side-scrolling Christmas game with The Grinch where you team up with the Grinch's dog, Max, and uh, I'm, it, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to find the story apart from you're stealing Christmas. You're the Grinch. You go through several levels collecting presents and puzzle pieces, and the end goal is to steal Christmas, as in the, the movie name, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Is that the name? The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. There you go. You're trying to steal Christmas in this game, but... In all seriousness, you you don't end up stealing it. You end up getting Christmas cheer from this 2D side-scrolling platform game. Very awesome so far. I have not beaten the game. I will say, it's $40. It's a little bit of like a low-end game. It's not a crazy high-quality game. You'll notice some flaws here and there, just being honest. And it's not sponsored, you know, or anything. You'll notice some flaws. But you can also play it two-player. I'm loving me some Grinch, okay? Get the Grinch game when it's on sale. Because I'm not sure that it's worth $40. And Outright Games, who makes this, this game, puts things on sale a little bit way too much. Buy the game when it's on sale. Otherwise, I recommend Grinch Christmas Adventures. There you go. Now, guys, this next game that I'm going to recommend you to play during the holiday season, is not only made by Nintendo, but it's also a bit of an oddball. You wouldn't expect me to bring this game up on this list. It is none other than Nintendo Switch Sports. Now, I know what you're thinking. Max, why the heck would you choose that? There are so many other games that you could have chosen. You chose... Nintendo Switch Sports? Why would you do that? Not only can you decorate your character to wear Santa outfits, Christmas outfits. Here's my thing. I associate Switch Sports, Wii Sports, with Christmas. 
there's some sort of nostalgic feeling that I have attached to these kinds of games that remind me of the holiday season. Like, I remember playing Wii Sports for hours in the middle of the, of December. It's snowing outside. It's just a game that overall brings you joy. And if you can get joy while wearing a Christmas outfit in the game, wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't, wouldn't you do that? I would do that. For me, at least, Switch Sports is a great game to play this holiday season or to get this holiday season. If you need some games to add to your Christmas list, I would get this game. Now, a lot of people give it, give it flack. They don't like it. They say that, you know, they all say that it's worse than Wii Sports. And yeah, it might be. But if you've never played a Wii Sports game or a Switch Sports and you want to buy this game, I recommend it. You can sword fight, you can play tennis, you can play badminton, you, you can play soccer. There's so many cool things to do in Switch Sports, all in your Santa outfit. I bring it up because I'll be playing it on, not on Christmas Eve or anything, but throughout the month, I'll be, I'll be playing this. So don't be surprised if you see your boy log on to Switch Sports or see it on my home menu in a future podcast. You might see it there. Now, guys, this next game, you know what? I'm going to save that for last. I have one game on this list that is not available on Switch, but available on Steam, which is PC. PC or, or Steam Deck, whichever one you have. This game is available on Steam, and it's called Santa Claus in Trouble. Santa Claus in Trouble is a 3D game, and it honestly reminds me of a game called Donald Duck Going Quackers. Have, has, has anybody played that? That's what this game reminds me of. It's a 3D, what do you say, platform game? Where you're just going through. You're, you're, you're going through the mix. As the title says, Santa Claus is in trouble. You're going through. You're passing by enemies. Let's, let's pull up the game right here. It's not even that bad. It's not very exp uh, expensive on the Steam store. Santa Claus in Trouble. Here it is. Santa Claus in Trouble HD. Help Santa to collect lost Christmas presents in this wonderful 3D jump-and-run experience. An exciting arcade adventure is just waiting for the kids in your life, and especially the kid in you. Fun 3D game for only $10 on Steam. Now, for $10, it is not the highest quality game in the world, but no Christmas game really is, apart from New Horizons is pretty quality. But that's not that's that's not even a Christmas game. Santa Claus in Trouble is excuse me, is a phenomenal of a Christmas game. Little obstacles, little puzzles to solve. I love this game, and you should get it. For $10 on Steam, you will not regret Santa Claus is in Trouble. It has the M-Swizzle stamp of approval and runs perfectly on Steam Deck if you do have one of these. I will personally be replaying it on Steam Deck this year. Very, very awesome. I love that game. But finally, that, that's four games, guys. We have one left, and this is a game that I have so much love for. So much so. That it's not only on the Wii. It is my second favorite Wii game of all time. And someone's going to hate on me for that. I, I don't care. I don't care at all. I, I can like shovelware. I can love shovelware. I don't care what you think if I love the game. 
that game, because I love Christmas so much, is we wish you a Merry Christmas for Nintendo Wii. Okay? This game released in 2009. And it still, in my opinion, holds up to 2023. Okay? Not only is this game a Christmas game, there's so much to do in this game. You can write a letter to Santa, go bowling, uh, play what's a play a game like Candy Crush. There's a Candy Crush type game. There's tons of mini games where you where you deliver presents to children. There's a present catch mini game. It's up to four players. It's a Christmas party. There's an advent calendar. There's an I Spy type game. You can decorate the tree. There are so many things to do, and we wish you a Merry Christmas. As the box says, more than 10 holiday games and activities inside. This is my second favorite Wii game simply because... It brings me so much happiness. I like Christmas a lot. Look at my background. You can tell. This game is just the cherry on top. I like playing it multiplayer, but I don't get the choice to, 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 to do that very often. I'm playing this right after I finish editing this podcast. I'm not joking. I still have it complete in box. I didn't buy it right when it came out, but I bought it uh, seven years ago. Something like that. And I've loved it ever since. That's awesome. We Wish You a Merry Christmas is a full-on four-player party game made by Destinier and Panic Button, who I believe makes still makes cool games to this day. Buy the freaking game. It's like $30 on eBay or so. Can we actually check that? I think that I bought it for about $40, but now it's cheaper. We Wish You a Merry Christmas, We. Oh, wow. 20 bucks. $20 on eBay. Buy We Wish You a Merry Christmas. 50 50 bucks sealed. Phenomenal deal. (laughs) Buy the game. Oops. There it is. Playing it after the podcast. That is it. That is what I recommend you to play this this full-on December, this holiday season, this festive season, this cheery season. Play these five games and you'll be in the spirit with that said let's go ahead let's get to our next segment where we go ahead and rank all of nintendo's games that released in 2023 it's time to do it they are not releasing any other games this year it's time that we give our opinions let's go all right guys welcome to the first mario matter tier list so we have never done a tier list on this podcast, and we are doing one today. Now, for our audio listeners, do not worry. This is totally listenable and understandable for the audio. But for our video listeners, as you can see, we have a tier list pulled up on tiermaker.com, and we are going to rank every single Nintendo published game that was released in 2023. I am including one DLC, and that is the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass because that finished this year, so I'll add it to the list. The Pokemon DLC also does, but I'm never going to play that, so I'm not going to wait for it. I'll play it later on in life, but not in the next few months, so I'm skipping the whole Pokemon DLC. We're going right for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC because that is actually done, and I've played it all. 
Other than that, let's run through the games that we have to rank today and run through the five tiers I'll be placing these games at. So, the games today are Fire Emblem, sorry, Fire Emblem Engage, Metroid Prime Remastered, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin 1 Plus 2, Everybody Wants to Switch, Pikmin 4, F-099, Detective Pikachu Returns, Mario Wonder, WarioWare Move It, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, and Super Mario RPG. We are ranking these games today. Oh boy. Now here's where we will rank each game at. So we have the games. Now we got to put it on five different tiers. We have tiers going from the best to never played the game. So here are the five tiers we are ranking these games at. So each game has a has an opportunity to be put at one of these tiers. The best tier on this list is called the greatest tier. It's the greatest tier that, that the greatest games go on. Then below that is the A tier. So not the greatest, but also an, a very A tier game. Then B tier, then C tier, and then never played. There are a couple games here that I have not played, but for the most part, I have played every single one of these. So let's go ahead. Let's rank here, okay? So greatest A, B, C, and never played are the tiers. Now we begin with Fire Emblem Engage. Let's just get this out of the way. I never played this game. Okay? I never played Fire Emblem Engage. I never have. I'm sorry. I'm not a Fire Emblem fan. I never picked this game up, never had a desire to. My brother has it. I just don't get into those kinds of games. There's two Nintendo series that I, don't, I can't get into. Xenoblade and Fire Emblem. And that's just wraps. I can't. Oh, they, and, 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 and Bayonetta. So while, we, while we're saying that, let's move Bayonetta to the never played tier, okay? And you know what? I haven't played Advance Wars either. Okay, so Fire Emblem Engage, Bayonetta... And, and, uh, and Advance Wars are all added to the never played tier list. Now we can go ahead and rank games seriously. So after Fire Emblem Engage is Metroid Prime Remastered. I played and beat this one. Okay, here goes the tier list. Now with Metroid Prime Remastered, this is a me problem, okay? This is totally a me problem. I thought this game was quality. I think that's probably the best way to put it. But what I found when playing Metroid Prime Remastered is it's not a game for me. It's not a game for me. I didn't like how much backtracking there was. I didn't like how I never knew what to do. I was almost always lost. And guys, this is a me problem. That is a me problem. I am just not enjoying these kinds of games. And I used a freaking IGN walkthrough the entire time. The game was confusing to me. And when I didn't know what I was doing, I didn't love it very much. I wouldn't close out me playing Metroid Prime 2, 3, and 4. I just didn't love my time with Metroid Prime Remastered. However, the game's visuals are phenomenal. Story's cool. Visuals are awesome. And for that reason, it can't go at C tier. Does it go at A or B? Mm. I mean, it's my tier list. I know that the, the, the game is great, but I'll probably end up putting it... <sighs> B tier looks bad, man. <sighs> A or B? Uh, 
I'm gonna put it at, at A, because I didn't, I nowhere near, like, hated it, I never hated it at all, I just found that it wasn't my game, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna beat this game, and so I did, I beat the game, and yeah, it just wasn't for me, that's all I'll say. Then we have Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe here. I like the game. 2D Kirby, you can't really go wrong. Now, this game was also on the Wii. So, or sorry, Metroid Prime was not on the Wii. Uh, but I'm saying it was also a port that was from the Wii. So, another ported game. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. I had this game. I bought it recently. I have the game. And I played it. I'm almost at the end, but I can for sure say that I know how the game runs and how it is and how much I'm enjoying it. Therefore, I feel eligible to rank this game on the list. And if you're asking me, I'm going to put this game at A tier. This is a game that I found it hard to get enough of. I could play and play and play, and I just always had joy playing it. It was a game that I I would feel excited to pick up and play again. Whereas, like, Metroid Prime, it's a great game and everything. I just was kind of beating it just to say that I beat it and not really enjoying every step of the game. Therefore, uh, A tier it is for Kirby's Return to Dreamland. That's a fun one. Very fun one. If you haven't bought it, buy it. Well... Do you buy it now? It was just on sale for, for Black Friday. Buy it eventually. It's a great one. And then next on the on the list here is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What do we do with you? Alright, so my time with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was very special. I bought the game midnight release at GameStop. I made some content with it. I bought the whole collector's edition. And that's not important. We're talking about the game here. It's a great, probably my f uh, second favorite Zelda game, just behind Skyward Sword, which I know sounds like a crime. I can back this up. The reason why Skyward Sword is my favorite Zelda game is because of the nostalgia. It's not the game itself. It's gameplay, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom probably has it, and the story. Yeah, it probably goes to Tears of the Kingdom, but that time in my life where I bought Skyward Sword, buying the game itself, playing the game, everything about it was a more joyful experience because of the time in my life. Gameplay-wise, my favorite Zelda game. But, it's another one of those games that you just can't, quite put down. I went on a trip shortly after the, this this game came out and every spare moment that I had was in my room playing Tears of the Kingdom doing uh doing doing more shrines and just progressing further and further while taking my time. I dipped a good 70 hours in this game within about 2 months, which may be rookie numbers to you. But my time with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, after beating the game, after seeing after after seeing all the cutscenes, I've not played all the cutscenes, but I've watched them on YouTube. The game is a freaking masterpiece. I'm throwing this at the greatest. Now, multiple games can go at the greatest tier here, okay? 
multiple games can go there. Can I actually order these tiers, like, so that the better games... So if I have two games on A tier, I'm going to put the better one in front of the other game at A tier. So Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is the number one game at A tier. Then the number two game is Metroid Prime Remastered. Tears of the Kingdom is at the greatest tier here. And I'm going to keep it that way. All right, bam. But I'm not closed off to, to putting more games there later if I feel it's needed. Tears of the Kingdom. I shouldn't say 10 out of 10 game. But it's just a beautiful game. Buy it if you haven't. That's it's, it's probably going to win game of the year, to be honest. Pikmin 1 plus 2 is next. Now, another, essentially, port. We have a GameCube collection. A GameCube. You know, Pikmin 1 and 2 were on the GameCube. And now they're on the Switch. Pikmin 1 plus 2. What do we think? Here's what I think. I've played both games, and I like both games. I would probably say I like Pikmin 1 better because I sucked at Pikmin 2, and it was so hard, but that does not discount how good of a game it is. My only complaint, because we're rating the, the, the Switch version of these games. We're not rating... Well, we are rating the games, but I had a better experience playing the game on the Wii than I did with the Switch. Reason being... I feel like the Switch's controls are a little bit wonkier than the Wii. That's that's my opinion, to be honest. I think I just had more control over everything on the Wii mote and the nunchuck. It felt better in my hands and everything. So, not that that affects my rating too much. I just want to make that a point to bring up. Pikmin 1 plus 2 on the Switch? You know what? I'm going to put it at, at B tier. However, I would probably put the normal versions of the game on Wii and GameCube at A tier. The reason why it gets kicked down to B tier is because the controls, and this isn't really Nintendo's fault, but in the Switch version of Pikmin 2, all of the references are gone. So, for example, there was a Duracell-branded battery in the Wii and GameCube games, and now they're not in the Switch version which just makes the Switch version a little bit less of a fun experience to play as opposed to the other games on the Wii and the GameCube. So if you're a brand new Pikmin player, I would recommend that you start on the Wii, to be honest, if you can get the games for cheap. Because the Switch version, I just dislike the controls a little bit and not as many brand references in Pikmin 2. That's my thoughts. Otherwise, very great games overall. Then we have everybody one to switch. All right, so this game was something. Let's just call it that. This game was something. A game that nobody asked for. A game that everyone bought. I'm kidding. No one bought this. <laughs> I actually bought it, though. So I have played this game. I bought it, and I have thoughts on it. Are they good thoughts? Probably not. Everybody one to switch is not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but that does not change that it's a horrendous game, terrible game, atrocious game, not a fun game, a weird game, a game that no one wanted or enjoyed. Everybody wants to switch. I will say this, you, you are able, it is possible to have fun with everybody wants to switch, but it's not at all easy. It's nowhere near easy. It's not entirely possible it's possible if you try but the games were wonky sometimes they're unresponsive 
The motion controls, uh, they're good for the most part. The whole phone concept is kind of lame. I don't, I don't like that it's hard to play the game online. That, that should have been a big selling point because not everyone can get together. Especially, this game must have been developed during the pandemic, so I'm not sure why you, why you didn't think of that. I don't know. I don't love it, and there's only one spot for it to go. C tier. C tier it is. Now, if I had more tiers, it would go at the bottom of whatever tiers I had. But to keep it simple, C tier is my lowest tier, so it goes at C tier. There we go. Now, Pikmin 4. This one's going to shock a lot of people. I have voiced my thoughts on Pikmin 4 in the past. Uh, Pikmin 4 is certainly, without a doubt, in my top three Nintendo Switch games of all time. And people, you know, don't like when I have, I guess, hot takes. But I have one here, okay? I, I, I really have one here. I really have one here. Because you have to understand, I'm a super casual gamer. I'm a casual guy. I I like the Kirby's. I like the Mario Wonders. I love the Pikmin 4's. I love the Animal Crossings. The Metroids, the Fire Emblems, they're not always my thing. Which is why I didn't put Metroid, you know, at the greatest tier. With all that said, Pikmin 4 is easily in my top three Nintendo Switch games of all time. Easily. This game was one, it was just like that Kirby game, where I couldn't get enough. I couldn't get enough. I have such a vivid memory. Every time, so I used to be in a uh, kickboxing class. This isn't very related, just hear me out. Uh, I stopped doing it because I just, have, have, I have other things to focus on and I'm more of a gym bro than a kickboxer, so I stopped doing it. But, sorry, point is, I would come home from kickboxing and shower, and then I the first thing I could ever put, put, put my mind on, Pikmin 4, Pikmin 4. So I would take a shower, go right to my little TV, and just play Pikmin 4, Pikmin 4, Pikmin 4. And it was like this for about a month straight, until I beat the game. Don Dory, one of the greatest things ever, okay? You have the Night Expeditions. I love doing those. I love a challenge. They've added so much new content to this game. From Pikmin 3 to Pikmin 4, everything has changed. You have Louis's missions. You have Olimar's missions. You have everything. You have so many cool areas. And what made this game fun for me, a lot of people don't like Pikmin 4 because it's very spoon-fed. Or it can be, at least. It can be very spoon-fed in the way that you can use Ochi to pretty much 100% the game for you. It's kind of spoon-fed in that way where he can find things for you. I love that part. Because as somebody who's not good at 100%ing games without a guide, that made it fun for me because I could find everything with ease. I wasn't missing things. That I'd never, I never once had to pull up a guide, I don't think, for Pikmin 4. I could get it all there, and for a casual guy like, guy like me who can't easily 100% games, Pikmin 4 was just such a great game. It has the whole freaking nostalgia attachment with the whole kickboxing story. It's just a great game. I loved Pik Pikmin 4. Phenomenal. Multiplayer is great also with Dondori, and it had a lot of playtime. For me, I put like 
55 hours into it. Therefore, I'm putting it above Tears of the Kingdom at the greatest tier, the highest tier on this list. I'm sorry if that's a hot take. I'm so sorry. But I just hope that you hear me out with these kinds of things, you know? I just hope that you can hear me out. That's just my opinion. I had more fun with it than Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just me. It's my tier list. No! We move to a free game that was released by Nintendo, F-Zero 99. Oh boy. Now, obviously, the contents of this game won't compare to something like, well, really, anything on here, like Kirby, Metroid, Pikmin. It won't compare to, to, to that, but how much fun is it? How much joy does it bring? Would I pick this game over some of the other games on this list? Mm, I think I know where, where it'll go. So I'm going to put F-099 at B tier, which is the middle tier. And here's why. I think it's a great game. I think it's a great way to revive the F-Zero series. Uh, you know, F-Zero fans wanted a brand new game. Like, a, oh, sorry. I mean, either a brand new game or a remaster. They got this. And that's not what all of them wanted. I think it's great because not only do you have a brand new 99 game, you have a, a free game for everyone to get introduced to the F-Zero franchise if they didn't know what it was before. With that said, the game itself, they've added a ton of content to the game, from extra courses to uh, all the different modes that we had discussed earlier, to customization, things like that. It's a party. Whenever you get on F-Zero, it's a party. It's a freaking party. You got 98 other racers in there with you. It's a party. My only complaint, and this is just just me. I want to make it clear, this is just me. I can't play the game for more than 15 minutes. How many races can one man do? I'm not good at F-Zero. I'm decent. But just playing the game, I cannot play this for more than 15 minutes a pop. I'll get in, I'll do like three races, then I'm like, all right, let's play Pikmin. Like, I, I can't do that. I can't play for that long. And that's cool. You know why? Because it's a free game. I didn't spend money on this. They didn't try to make it a crazy game where you have, where you want to play over and over and over. That is the case for some people, but not for me. It's not that game for me. However, it's a great game. So I'm putting F-Zero at at uh, B tier, but above Pikmin 1 plus 2 at, at, at B tier. It's just not the game that I can pick up when they add new courses. It does nothing for me. I just don't want to play F-Zero 99 more than I wanna, wanted to play Metroid or Kirby or any of the games above that. And that's my opinion. Bam. Now, a weird one. Detective Pikachu Returns. Now, I've played the original, and I've played this one. I was gushing over this game when it came out because I knew that, that the graphics weren't going to look great, but I loved the story of the first one, and the story there also wasn't very complete. It gets complete in this game. And just overall, the experience, I think that that's a, the graphics have a big part in what I would rate this game on the tier list. The graphics look like they planned this for a 3DS game, but then made it a Switch game? 
like as in they upscaled it or something. My dogs are barking. They probably hate this game. They're like, put it in C tier. You know what? I might. But it would, it just felt a little bit sloppy despite having, what, six, five years to work on it. It just felt a little bit rushed, sloppy. And yeah, it was 50 bucks, $10 off the you know normal Switch game retail price. I just didn't feel that it lived up to what it should have been the sequel to a game you know it didn't really feel it very inviting to brand new players of the game even though they did say that it was you know that it was inviting and i also thought if you had never played the first game you can kind of get the whole backstory in the first cutscene of the game it's inviting but it it just should have been better story wise and graphics wise and overall so for that I, I probably would have put it at A or B tier when I first got it. After making progress, it's going to probably be a, be a C tier, but in front of everybody want to switch because it's obviously better than that game. All right. Now, all that we have left is Mario Wonder, WarioWare, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC, and a Super Mario RPG. Next is Mario Wonder. Mario Bros. Wonder. What do we do with you? Okay, so Mario Wonder, I picked this game up on release day, and I think this game might have, might hold a record in my life for most hours played on release day. And it's not very many hours compared to maybe maybe what you've done, but I played Mario Wonder for eight hours on release day, if not nine, maybe it was nine on, on release day. And I still didn't beat the game. But I, I had so much fun, I couldn't put it down. I couldn't put it down. I was recording this podcast that day, and I couldn't put it down to go and record my thoughts about it on my podcast. It was phenomenal. And now I've beaten the game. So there's there's no doubt I'm putting this game on the greatest tier. But at that tier called called greatest is Pikmin 4 and Tears of the Kingdom. Where does it go? in there. I think overall for me liking Mario more than Zelda, I'll probably put Mario Wonder in front of Tears of the Kingdom. It's not a longer game, it's not a higher quality game per se, but I just liked it more, I guess. I had more fun and smiles playing it. And uh Tears of the Kingdom isn't meant to be, you know, a fun smiley game, but cuz it, it 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 has a dark story. However, Mario Wonder, I just enjoyed a bit more. Does it go past Pikmin? Is it higher than Pikmin? I'm going to say... Pikmin is my third favorite Switch game of all time. Behind Animal Crossing and behind Skyward Sword. I will say, Mario Wonder is probably the fourth. Meaning it's just behind Pikmin 4. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Because Pikmin 4 was a phenomenal game while I was playing it. I, d- I don't know that I would ever, ever replay it. But it was fun while it lasted. Mario Wonder is just behind it. I would say why. But there's a lot of people listening who probably haven't beaten it yet. And I don't want to say... Because it has to do with the ending of the game. Not like the ending final cutscene. But towards the end, I could explain why I don't like that. So... A tier, sorry, sorry, greatest tier it is behind Pikmin 4. That's where we rank it. Now, WarioWare, move it. 
I played this game. I haven't beaten the story mode, but I've played enough to be able to to rank this game. Not it, do, it doesn't go at the greatest. Might go at A tier. Uh, you know what? Let's let's put WarioWare Move It at A tier. Here's why. Uh, well, first, do we put it behind? Let's put it in front of Metroid, but but behind Kirby. All right. So there we go. The reason why I say WarioWare Move It is an A tier game. Here's the thing. The only flaw I can think of with this game is just the price. There's simply not enough content to justify $50. However, this is the most fun that I've had with a WarioWare game in years. I think that it's it's better than the past two or three WarioWare games. WarioWare Move It is a great revolutionary game. It's it's kind of like it's more like WarioWare Smooth Moves and that was a great WarioWare game where this game uses more motion controls. It has you doing funnier things. It has you doing creative things. I had watched trailers for this game and I got to say watching the trailer and actually doing these movements that you saw in the trailer it's like a full totally different experience when you see the guy dancing in the warrior movie trailer as opposed to to you doing it there's some like emotion that you feel almost it's like this is so much fun you get that fun feeling in your heart and when you would do these motion controls so for example one of them involves putting your hands up to the sky and doing all sorts of things when you do it and see, you know, a response to, to what you're doing on the screen, it's just so much fun, and it's almost addicting. I had played the game for a while and couldn't get off of it. It wasn't as bad as, as Mario Wonder, but, you know, I, I couldn't stop playing Mario Move It when I first got it. It was a really, really fun game, a wacky game, and a good buy if it was maybe 40 bucks, it shouldn't be 50 $40, I would price it at. So Wario Remove It gets the A tier for me. Now, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC. What do we do here? <sighs> I think that I know what, what, I'm, what I'm doing with this. So, War oh, sorry, not Wario. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass DLC. The six waves finished. Where do we rank all of this? This is the only DLC on the list. And I think that I'm going to put this at because I know where I'm going to put it I'm going to put it at a very B tier very high B tier uh, uh, yeah very high B tier very high B tier like just just under A tier no 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 I shouldn't do that no 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 A tier it is no no it's certainly A tier no no, no. it's 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 A tier behind Metroid it's a low A tier here's why here's why here's why while I love this concept of DLC the constant tracks coming through it's like what eight tracks every few months six different waves I love how they roll it out all the courses only thing for me, no, I was going to say how the courses get, I was going to say that once all the courses drop, it's like, oh my gosh, wow. But then you stop playing after <laughs> a few hours for me anyway, but that's not a valid point. We're, we're rating this 
for what it is. We didn't just get new tracks, we got new characters, we got the freaking jukebox. This DLC was one of the best DLCs they've ever done, actually. Yeah, so I'm going to keep it an A tier. This was great. They brought back so many tracks that I loved from previous Mario Kart games. They brought so many new characters in. Diddy Kong, Cranky Kong, or not Cranky, Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, Pauline, everybody. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Booster Course Pass. One of the best DLCs they've ever done. I'm keeping that at A tier. Now, finally, Super Mario RPG. Haven't beaten it, but I do feel qualified to uh, rank it because I've played enough of it. I'd say, out of all remakes that Nintendo has done, this, this might take the cake. For second best behind Link's Awakening? Maybe? Uh, it, it's, it's a bit rough. It's either second or first best remake. Uh, I shouldn't say, they have a lot of remakes. Let's just say, on the Switch, it's the second best remake. Let's say that. With that said, I think that I'll put this at A tier as well, but above Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Booster Course Pass, and above Metroid, and above... Does it go above WarioWare? Yeah, but it doesn't go above Kirby. Okay, so... Uh, Mario RPG is my second highest rated A tier here. I'm loving the game. I love, I don't really love turn-based games, but I love this one. Because here's the thing. When you play a turn-based game, such as Pokemon, Pokemon, you're fighting, uh, you know, some other Pokemon. I feel like you have control, of course, but when you're on defense, what do you do? You can't really do much when you're defending in Pokemon. With Mario RPG, you always have to be engaged. You always have to. Simply because when you're on defense, you can hit A at the right time to block an attack. And that little feature for me makes this so much more enjoyable. Because honestly, when I would be attacked in Pokemon, I would go on my phone, bro. My attention span was cooked. Mario RPG has got the whole timing mechanism down. And I love that. I'm not saying that it's better than Pokemon at all. I'm just saying that makes it a bit more fun for me as a, as a turn-based game. And not to mention all the characters that I'm meeting, the storyline, all the toads. I have never played Mario RPG when it was on the SNES. So to, to play it now and see in its full glory, it's like playing an older game. Well, this is, exact, this is exactly what it is. It's playing an older game. But in better graphics. I was going to say, man, it's just like doing that. It is doing that. It's playing an older game in new graphics. Like, it's fun for me. Because I like to play old games. But sometimes they're intolerable. Because they just look bad. And I'm used to better graphics. So I can't get as into pixelated games. You know, it's harder for me. Mario RPG lets me do that with all the brand new graphics. So for that... It goes at A tier number two for me, and that is my Nintendo 2023 tier list. This took longer than I thought it would, but I had a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. Very cool. So let's run through. Pikmin is the greatest game on this list for me. Then Mario Wonder, 
then Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Those three are all at the greatest tier. At A tier, from best to worst, we have Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, we have Mario RPG, we have Wario Bear Movement, we have Metroid Prime Remastered, and we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. At B tier, we have, from, from best to worst, F099 and Pikmin 1 Plus 2. C, 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 C tier best to worst, we have Detective Pikachu Returns and Everybody Want to Switch. And then, never played, we have Fire Emblem Engage, we have Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and Lost Demon, and we have uh, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2. Very cool tier list. That was, a, that was a lot of fun. If you want to see more tier lists on the podcast, let me know, because I loved doing this one. Now, I'm going to let you all in on a little exclusive. At the end of the year, I'm going to do an M Swizzle Game Awards, where I give all of these games a certain award, like Game of the Year for me personally. Obviously, there's the actual Game Awards that happens very, very soon, but for me, I'm going to do my own Game Awards, uh, ranking what is the Game of the Year, best multiplayer game, best all this, all for Nintendo games only. That'll be happening later this year. It won't be as big or as long or live-streamed like the Game Awards, but it'll all be on this podcast. So, look forward to that. Other than that, we have some questions to answer. You all have asked me questions to answer in our next segment. Let's go ahead. Let's get there. All right, my friends, it is time to answer your questions on the Mario Matter episode number 66. You all have asked me questions to answer on this podcast, and we are going to answer them. Now, if you want to know how to ask me questions to, to for, for me to answer on this podcast, there are two ways to do so. One way is to check back on my YouTube community tab every single Wednesday, and you'll see a brand new post saying, hey, thanks for you know, sorry, uh, how are you doing? Leave me questions below, and I'll take questions from there. Otherwise, if if you don't want to wait, you know, one more week to ask me questions, you can join my Discord server link in the description. Go there and navigate to the channel called Ask M Swizzle in the Discord server and ask me your questions in that channel, and I will, of course, do the cool old thing and answer your questions. We have some questions here, and... Our first two questions come from channel members. So these good old channel members support the channel monetarily and help me create the best content that I can. And in exchange for that, they get their questions guaranteed to be answered and also answered first thing first. So if you want to become a channel member and get exclusive podcast episodes, shout outs at the end of every single long form video, including this podcast, get guaranteed questions, get so many cool perks, special emojis, badges next to your name in chat and in my comments feel free link down below to become a channel member and get awesome perks for the podcast anyways let's run through two members questions to begin the first one from ethan's tech room who asks what do you think nintendo's next move is with all these new handhelds asus rogue ally steam deck oled lenovo Le uh, legion go etc bam what is their next move it's going to be hard to say. I think they don't uh they don't go down that path. I think if you're a Nintendo who is kind of known to be the king of handhelds, what you do is you just make a better handheld. Make a more powerful, well, 
you don't want to have to make a more powerful handheld because then your price goes up massively, which you don't really want to do if you're Nintendo. You don't make a more powerful console, but you make a cooler one. For example, if Nintendo made a handheld, but it had two screens, no other handheld out there is doing that apart from the 3DS from years ago. I think that's that's one way that you can beat the other handhelds is if you just make it different and make it better. Don't compete with them. Make your own handheld like you always do, and you'll beat the whole competition. So that's how you compete. You make a brand new, revolutionary-looking and revolutionary revolutionary working handheld. Doesn't have to be, does, it doesn't have to be more powerful, but it, you know it can be. Make it different. Then Johan, who's also a channel member, thank you so much, asks if Nintendo had one game you could get for free, what would be your choice? Either one, the newest game that they made, or two, your favorite Animal Crossing game that is not on the Switch, or three. A Mario or Zelda game you really want but cannot get in what game? So, which one would I choose? Newest game that, that uh, Nintendo has made is Mario RPG. I have that, so I'm going to cross that one off. Even if I didn't have it, I'd probably cross that off. Your favorite Animal Crossing game that is not on the Switch or a Mario or Zelda game that, that, you, really, that, that you want but cannot get. So, one that, are, that already exists. Um... I'd probably pick my favorite Animal Crossing game not on the Switch. Because that would be Animal Crossing New Leaf on the Switch. That'd be cool. I would get that game, if I could, for free on the Switch. Animal Crossing New Leaf. I don't mean to say Animal Crossing New Leaf for every single answer ever. But it's just me being honest. Animal Crossing New Leaf is the greatest game of all time. In my opinion. In my little opinion. And then, ooh, the Amazon guy is here. Uh, Amora7247 asks, which would you rather have, a sequel for Tomodachi Life on the Switch or a new Animal Crossing game? Assuming that the new Animal Crossing game is on the Switch, I would say Tomodachi Life, and, and here's why. Well, there's there's two variables, but let me explain. I would say a sequel for, Tom for Tomodachi Life simply because a new Animal Crossing game on Switch wouldn't change much. That's too short of time to release another Animal Crossing game. Four years is not a long time for, th for them to make some big changes to the game. And also, it wouldn't graphically improve because they haven't changed hardware from the Switch to the Switch 2. But a sequel for Tomodachi Life has not been made. That needs to be made for the Switch. Now, if you're asking me... Do I want a sequel for for Tomodachi Life or a new Animal Crossing game on the next console? I would take the next Animal Crossing game only if it was graphically improved. But if you're asking me, hey Max, you you have a Switch, what do you want? New new Animal Crossing or Tomodachi Life? Which one do you want? I'm picking Tomodachi Life and praying that the next Animal Crossing game comes within the next four years or so. Mario Gamer 1889 asks, has Nintendo ever striked your videos, shorts, normal, or podcasts? Actually, yes, twice, <laughs> two times. So, what's crazy is, it was all a while ago. It wasn't at all recently. It wasn't even on any of my newer content. This, both, both of them happened in 2020. 
before any of you probably knew who I was. So let's run through both instances. The first time was when I made an Animal Crossing New Horizons duplication glitch video. I think that it's still up because I actually got it. I got the, uh, it wasn't a strike. It was a claim where it blocked the video worldwide, but I got it fixed. So the video is still up, I think. Animal Crossing duplication glitch. It was a glitch where if you place, I, I think two TVs on a table and move them around other tables, they would just duplicate and then you can sell them for more. Now, I don't think, maybe it wasn't a duplication glitch, but more so a money glitch because you couldn't do it with every single item, but only TVs would work and TVs would sell for so much. You could get like 100,000 bells every two minutes. It was insane. So I would definitely say, uh, sorry, that's one of them. And then the other one was when I uh, made a video on how to make fake amiibo cards. I think one of them is also still up, uh, where you would use those white NFC cards and you would like scan them, like make fake amiibo. I made one on that. I was stupid, but um, yeah, that that got taken down. Never a strike, but they got taken down. One of them got taken down. I made a brand new tutorial, and I think that one's still up right now. So, yeah, those two got seen by the ninjas. Okay. They got seen. Then Iron Road Shadow 608 asks, which is better, Mario Wonder or Tears of the Kingdom? We actually just just, just settled that, actually. Uh, I vote Mario Wonder. I just had a better experience, and it's more my style game. I don't rate the game on, oh, would, would everyone except for me like this game? It's just what I like, and I like Mario Wonder a bit better. Just more my speed, more my flow, more my style of game. And Swizzle Enthusiast 2 asks, what got you into Nintendo and what was your first Nintendo game? Awesome content, dude. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Um, so what got me into to Nintendo? You you all you all have to realize I was never this uh I was never always a Nintendo fanboy. I was never always like this. Um not even five years ago. Five years ago I was in my Fortnite phase, you know? I really got in to Nintendo in 2020, but I've been playing Nintendo games ever since 2000, jeez, eight, nine, no, 10, 10, call it 10, 2010, my first console was the GameCube because my family didn't have a Wii until late, until late, like 20, until like 2009, but I was still playing the GameCube. Now, I'm not going to act like four-year-old me was, you know, beating games. I was just walking into walls in Shrek 2, you know? I was walking into a wall. That's how I was, quote-unquote, playing GameCube games. So my first game was Shrek 2 on the GameCube. I wasn't playing it. I wasn't beating up enemies. I was running into walls as Jinji in that game. That was my first game. Uh, but my first Nintendo game was probably, as far as I can remember, New Super Mario Bros. Wii. As far as I can recall. That sounds right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I had played other Wii games, maybe like Build-A-Bear 
one of the Bilderberg games because I was young, obviously. But I think the first Nintendo game was Mario Bros. Wii. And yeah, I liked, I always loved Nintendo. I had a Wii U and I played that so much, but then I kind of fell out of my whole Nintendo phase and then got back into it in 2020. Now we're here. Still, I'm still into it and I won't fall back out of it. I was just kind of, no one in my school played Nintendo when Fortnite came around. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do what everyone else is doing. But now I just am all in on Nintendo and I love it so much. And then finally, Henry asks, what Zelda game do you want to get remastered next? Ooh, so the popular opinion is uh, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. And yeah, it'll probably be one of those. It, if I can't get both of them remastered, I would probably pick Wind Waker just because, well, yeah, I'd probably pick Wind Waker. I feel like it might have a stronger appeal to the Switch players because we have Tears of the Kingdom, we have Breath of the Wild, but we haven't, okay, say that, you know, there's some Gen Alpha kid who's eight years old, he might not know that Wind Waker exists. Same thing with, you know, Twilight Princess. But you can really tell apart a game like Tears of the Kingdom and Wind Waker because of the art style. It's obviously very, very different. So I would just say that Wind Waker would be the most, the biggest breath of fresh air for the whole Zelda franchise as of right now. Like, if you brought over Twilight Princess... It's a phenomenal game, I'm sure. I actually haven't played it, but I'm sure it's great. It's just the fact that it looks somewhat similar to Tears of the Kingdom, but at the same time, not. It's just, it's comparable. But Tears of the Kingdom's art style and when Wind Waker's art style are totally different. I would say that's more of a brand new kind of thing right there, even though the game is like 20 years old. Anyways... That is it for the Mario Matter episode number 66. Thank you all so much for listening, watching, viewing, viewing, subscribing, doing all the cool stuff. We appreciate it. Make sure to leave us a five-star review if you're a cool kid. And if you don't, Santa will give you coal. You know, I don't know. What's a what's a punishment I can I can put out there? I'm kidding. Leave a cool review for us for a cookie and no coal in your stocking this holiday season. With that said, thank you all so much for your support. I will see you all next Saturday for even more Nintendo news and discussions and all the cool stuff. I'll see you then. Adios, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>